Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, hello. This is Sandy. I am the Chief Love Officer at Last First Date. I am the confidence, communication, and love coach for women over 40. And every week, I love bringing you cutting-edge authors and experts to teach you how to have a healthy, lasting relationship in midlife so you can go on your last first date. Today, I'm going to be speaking with dating expert and romantic fairy godmother, Jen Burton, about why women tend to screw up their relationships when they really like a man. Ah, this is such a big problem, and I can't wait to talk to Jen about it, um, because, it, you know, we, we, we're really comfortable with the men that we like, we don't like, and the ones who we're in the friend zone with, but if you like a guy, some women really lose themselves, and men too, so excited to dive in in a minute. I just wanted to say that in my 10 years as a life and dating coach, I know that if you identify and heal your unhealthy patterns from your past and honor and value all the parts of yourself, especially the parts that people told you were too much or not enough, you're going to transform your love life and become the woman of value who attracts in toe-curling epic love. And every week I bring you a tip on how to become that woman of value. And this week's tip is step number four, practice saying no. I am about to launch my boundaries course for the second time, and no is a full sentence, people. Learn how to say no to things you don't want to say yes to. Really stop that auto yes. It is so important to take a breath, to give yourself time to process um, in a dating relationship situation, you want to make sure that you're saying no to things that you don't want, like sexual advances that you don't want, um, or you're not ready for people who speak to you in a way that is not honorable and respectful. Say no. So that is my tip of the day, and I want to invite anybody who's not yet a member of my private Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date. Don't forget the your. Please join us. The conversation there is positive. It's supportive. It's always interesting, and I'm a very active member. I'm live there every single week doing a live stream, talking about a topic that's relevant to dating after 40. And I want to thank our sponsor, Audible. You get your first 30-day trial and one free audiobook when you sign up today at audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. And we have another sponsor today. I'm going to be talking about them in a little bit. So I'm going to bring on our expert today, Jen Burton. She spent many years in dysfunctional relationships and crappy dating experiences, and then she decided to take matters into her own hands she developed a dating method for creating the most magical experiences that lead to love. Join us now for episode number 294, Why Women Screw Up When They Really Like a Guy. Welcome to the show, Jen. Hey, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to My be here. My pleasure. Yeah. So let's start with uh, something that you call mantourage dating. What is that? Mantourage dating boils down to dating more than one man at a time until you find your forever man or 
indefinitely if you so choose. Hmm. So what's the what's the purpose of doing that? Well, I have found in my own personal experience and in the experience of lots of women who have become very good at being ambitious, being good women, being strong women, that they are trying to race to the finish line in order to be married and um, have children and have all those things that they they think are the necessary way to go in dating and love. And it's not that they're, they aren't necessary. They're your right to have. But when you flip the situation and actually enjoy the dating experience, you set up a completely new platform to start an amazing relationship from. And it gives you more power to define your boundaries, to, to define who you are romantically, and to live out loud romantically. Hmm. So dating several people, I'm not getting the connection between that and not racing to the finish line. Can you just give us a little more clarity about how dating more than one person helps you to not race to the finish line, but to do it in a different way? Absolutely. So with a lot of women, I'm not going to say all women, but with a lot of women, what we do is we meet a guy that we like and we're having an amazing time with them. And then all of a sudden we shut down all of our options and other men before we've actually had an exclusive, uh, a conversation about exclusivity or exclusive relationship with this man. Now, sometimes that even incorporate, we, we do say something like, well, we're not sleeping um, with other people, but it's not, a, it's not about being each other's for kind of make, simplifying the term, but being each other's uh, boyfriend or girlfriend. Then what happens is this, this specific woman, if he hasn't decided to, in his head that he's ready to be exclusive to her yet, he still has his options open. She, on the other hand, focuses all of her undivided attention on him and men, what I have found generally are not very good at receiving that attention if they haven't decided that you're the one for them yet. Hmm. So by dating more than one, you take away some of that tension, yes. anxiety, pressure? The hi- you take away the hyper-focus, give yourself options, and give yourself permission to explore who you are romantically, which is something most women aren't doing at all. We give ourselves permission to define who we are, career, and our studies, and other pieces of our lives. But romantically, we, we seem to jump straight to what we have deemed is the, the right path and the path that it's supposed to be. And if you look at our divorce rate these days, obviously it's not working out. It's not working the way that we anticipate it will. Mm-hmm. That is true. No, I, I agree with you about dating more than one. And I, I, when I first started dating after my divorce, my kids were totally shocked that I would date more than one man at a time. They thought I was mm-hmm. some kind of like prostitute or something. And, um, and I explained to them exactly this, and I think especially women who have a lot of anxiety in dating and tend to be hyper-focused, it helps to take the heat off, and it helps you to take a step back and really value yourself, so I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so I want to, before we get into more of what you do now, I want to take a step back in your life and 
really just talk a little bit about how you got to where you are. Like, what was some of that dysfunctional, crappy dating experience that brought you here? And, like, what was that pivotal moment that brought you to where you are today? Ooh, Sandy, we're going to go into the dark places, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) That's where the fun happens. (laughs) Yes. I agree with you. I'm I'm totally just playing here. But, yes, let's, let's do that. So, Basically, what happened for for me and what set me up to try dating in a completely different way was my first marriage, which which wasn't all his fault, but we had an extraordinarily dysfunctional marriage. And I wanted to, like many women, blame it all on him. And I was having a really hard time owning my piece to that and how I set him up to fail again and again throughout our short but tumultuous marriage and i realized on our third year anniversary now we previously a few months before that had had split up and i had moved to another state in order to do a trial separation to re, to really gauge whether or not i i wanted him in my life and i wanted to be with him but we did decide to spend our third year anniversary together and during that that weekend together, I realized that I had unknowingly made our entire relationship about him. And there was very little of me evident in it, it with the exception of how much I was complaining about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, we were having a sexual moment and I looked at him and realized that it was doing nothing for me. There was no piece of it that I was enjoying. After he left and went back and went back home, I literally fell on my knees and started and started crying and asking, you know, God, I, I, can you please just send me a sign? Three days later, for the first time ever, a man who I was casually talking to asked me if he could take me out on a real date. And that, those were his words. May I take you out on a real date? From there, I started, I started to realize and gain my composure in the romantic realm, realizing that I was a desirable woman who had options that I needed to explore in dating and love. And so long as I stayed committed to somebody that no matter how hard I tried, I, we couldn't figure out how to make it work. I wasn't going to live out loud romantically. I wasn't going to feel as alive as I could feel. We've been conditioned as women to be good women, to be stable women, to, you know, have our our stuff together all the time. We, but we're not really given, we're not really told that, hey, there's a whole world out there and there's a whole world in love that if you let yourself toe in, can considerably up your happiness potential in your life. And Mm -hmm. so as I went into that and started that, I actually gained the courage to ask my husband for a divorce. And at the same time, I, (laughs) I really started to fall hard for this, this one gentleman that I had started to date. And it, um, I what I was just ta- we were just talking about mom- a moment ago. I became obsessed with him. I, be- I began to hyper focus on him. 
Um, and his attention started to waver and started to change. And my focus got even more direct and, and eventually it pushed him away. And at that point, I realized I had to do something even more drastically different. And instead of just focusing on getting to the finish line, because I was feeling insecure about not having a partner, that it was time to truly embrace the fact that I could date a couple different guys, several men, if I wanted to. And it didn't have to be about having sex with them right away. It didn't have to be about getting into a relationship right away. It didn't have to be about whether or not they were going to put a ring on my finger with, within the set amount of time that it could be an empowering experience that opened me up to knowing things in love and romance that I had no idea existed. Well, uh, so it sounds like you had an awakening Yes. After that experience. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I see it happening in my Facebook group. There's There are several women who have, um, they get super hyper-focused and they start future focusing and dreaming about the future before the man has committed at all. And then they misinterpret every single thing that he does and they start getting really needy and they post in the group, which is good because people are giving them support to... Um, to take a step back and to, like, to chill out, like know where the real issues are that you need to discuss with him and know where this is your stuff that you need to stop because you're going to push him away. And that's what we do. Until we do this work, we start, we continue to create the same kinds of dynamics in relationship, um, which doesn't work. So Absolutely. it's a good thing you step back, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to do a quick shout out to our sponsor today, um, and then we'll get back to our interview with Jen Burton. Um, this episode is brought to you by Studio. Studio wants to revolutionize the way people see headphones, not just as a tech device, but also an accessory. Currently, the headphone market can offer you one of two things, either style or tech. Fashionable he headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality, and high-tech variations are bulky and they're not design-oriented, but Studio wants to bridge that gap. While emphasizing our modern Scandinavian design, they also provide a product that matches the quality of even the highest-rated rated headphones on the market for just a fraction of the cost. To get your new favorite headphones, visit studio.com and enter code LASTFIRSTDATE at checkout for 15% off your purchase and free shipping worldwide. That's last first date the code at studio s u d i o dot com. I actually own a pair of studio headphones. They're really cool. They're white with gold trim, and um, and they work really well. So I recommend getting yourself a pair of studio headphones. So let's get back to Jen Burton. And why do you think women? have the upper hand in dating. A lot of women feel that men have all the power. So tell us about that. Well, when women start to, it's okay. Well, let me back up a little bit. When women understand that the power that they actually possess, then you'll start to see evidence of that in your life. When you use a method such as mantourage dating, you'll start to see how men are coming out of the woodwork and stepping up and you're changing your perception of men. Instead of having the laundry list of everything that men do wrong, you'll start to see that they can, they actually do quite a few things, right? Men 
in my, in my opinion, are wired to want to make you happy. But the truth is, is they can't make us happy. They can contribute to our happiness, but they can't actually make us happy. So as a woman, when we take back our power, take back our happiness, really enjoy our lives, make dating pleasurable, then all of a sudden you have this world of men who show up and say, hey, um, I'd like to be there for you. I'd like to be your man. I'd like to contribute to your to your happiness in certain ways. May I do this for you and this for you? And it's there's so many things that women, as as powerful, ambitious women, are actually not acknowledging about ourselves anymore. So, for instance, um, we you know we're wired to be desired, even if we're really we're really great in other areas of our lives. There's something really powerful about being, about being wanted by a man that you, that you're interested in as well. And then that using that energy to have fun and be playful and, and facilitate connection between the two of you and watching him fall in love with you. I, I love going through these experiences with my client because these really strong, powerful women who get giddy and excited and it feels like being a teenager again. And we, we're neglecting that and looking at dating as a necessary evil instead of enjoying the experience and, and understanding the dynamic that you can set up differently instead of thinking that it's all about what he wants. Plus you'll notice, especially when you're mantourage dating and all of a sudden you're not focusing on just that one guy, you're really focusing on having the, the most amazing experiences the guys are going to be they're they're going to start asking you sooner than later about when um, you'd like to be exclusive with them, and I discovered that in my dating experiences. I didn't I didn't really think that existed. I honestly thought that you know you had to you know just kind of wait it out and see when it happens and just cross your fingers and, ju- and just hope that he was going to ask you out when I was truly dedicated to enjoying the experiences I was having with, with different men in the different dates, completely different dynamic. Men have a crazy radar they know when you are wanted by other men. They know when you are really enjoying the company of other men. So they are, they're going to want you even more because you're a woman, not only who makes herself happy and they can contribute to her happy and happiness, you're not dependent on him for for him to make you happy which is a a way of not choke holding the destination more it's it's a way to have fun enjoy men enjoy experiences and then build long-term chemistry and connection mm-hmm. um so when you say take the upper hand um can you just go into that a little bit more what what that means does it mean that women ask men out does it mean that they call men for dates like what what is the upper hand well the upper hand it can look like a lot of different things what i tend to encourage isn't so much if a woman wants to ask a man out absolutely she's more than welcome to but only if she's okay with it not turning out the way she wants to what i mean by the upper hand and it means that she has a lot more influence and power in this realm than she has acknowledged. And she's going to see men step up for her in ways that she hasn't before when she is dedicated to the experience of dating versus the, um, the goal of dating, which for most women is marriage and family and all that. When she takes a moment to say, you know what, this is my opportunity right now. Men, men are automatically going to sense that she is different 
for most women. Now, it doesn't mean that she is denying that she wants those experiences of marriage and children and whatever it is for her, um, you know, and I'm, cause I'm talking to, uh, we we're talking about different ages as well for, so of course for some women, there's not children involved, but that ex- when he realizes that her exclusive exclusivity isn't something that she just casually gives out to the first guy that pays attention to her, she has automatically upped her value, which makes it more about her then and what she wants and what she needs in order for him to be able to be the only man in her life. Mm. So I call that the woman of value. Um, when you show your value, people value you more. And you're, But also taking the focus off the goal of this has to be the one, it has to be my future husband, or it's not going to work. And a lot of women approach dating with so much disappointment and, and um, anger because it's not working yes. that they shut down. Um, so yes, good advice. So let's talk about social media for a moment. Um, you say that social media hurts our dating life. How, how do you think that that happens? I think one of the best ways, this is something that I did in my dating experience and what I help a lot of women with is, um, I think one of the best ways to look at dating is as the opportunity to develop chemistry versus is whether or not the chemistry has to be there at the beginning. So, and and I, I'm going to pull that into the social media part in just a second. So, okay. when all of us are assessing that chemistry is just instantaneous, I have found through my dating experiences that chemistry can heat up with somebody that maybe you weren't initially attracted to, depending on how you feel when you're around that person. And I find the same thing with men. And I've seen, I've seen enough evidence of that in, in, in my practice and in my own life to know, to say with certainty that, that that definitely is a factor here. So when you have, when you are, you know, when you first meet somebody and you assume it, stop assuming everything is about chemistry, then you understand that you can you actually heat up chemistry by unveiling yourself unveiling yourself over time. I used to be the woman that when I would meet a guy, I would blab out everything about my, about me in in one short session, all of my problems, all of my insecurities, everything I'd ever done in my life, instead of taking the time to let him earn the opportunity to get to know me. And instead of handing him all of my insecurities too at first, which is a really good way for us to say, here, this is me. If you don't like me, um, okay, fine, I'm out. Um, we, Mm -hmm. a lot of women do this because again, because of the insecurities, they think if they can eliminate that possibility at the beginning, instead of investing in any kind of time getting to know each other, then he, she saved herself heartbreak. But the truth is, is if you unveil yourself, it gives you time. It gives him time to warm up to you, to become intrigued with you. And then he'll accept almost anything about you as he, as he falls for you. Social media, now I said I promised I would tie that back in. Social media <laughs> is, an, is a way to broadcast your insecurities, regardless of whether or not we're posting everything we think is fantastic about our lives or not. It's a way to um, put people, it, people in your face. And I actually encourage clients to not if they haven't already, but not um, become social media friends, 
until they're in an exclusive relationship with that person because there's so many different pieces of that that can fall apart and that can be misinterpreted that if you were just willing to say, you know, um, actually I don't do social media with somebody right, you know, right from the get-go, then you can, you have the opportunity to, again, unveil yourself instead of putting yourself in his face. And we think that the only way to get a guy's attention is to be everywhere. And that actually works against us in many ways. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I agree. I think that this is the same advice that I would give a, a woman because also people judge very quickly based on what you post. So they could totally misunderstand. I know people have thought that people were still married when they weren't or Sometimes mm-hmm. somebody just doesn't update a, a status, you know. It's like, seriously, don't don't just form all these conclusions about people, and also don't let them form false conclusions about you. I like the term "unveil yourself." There's there's something that I felt as I was divorced and going through my process about lifting veils because we tend to put tons of veils in front of us and it's important that we don't just rip them all off at once because it's too much it's too much to to handle um so yeah and also the the advice that you give about chemistry this is a huge misconception i i see in so many people's dating profiles I will know her when I see her. She will walk in the room and chemistry will fly, and I only want to be with someone where there's sparks flying. And those relationships are based on lust and not on substance. You know, very rarely do those relationships work out. So I think that we really need to focus on building a relationship with somebody we're compatible with and we feel attraction towards and not look for that instant chemistry. It's uh, that slow build, which is what you're talking about here the entire time, is so important. So whoever's listening to this, slow build. (laughs) Um, So with the last few minutes, if you want to share, um, you shared a few misconceptions about men, but if you want to share a few more, I think that will be helpful for our listeners. I think the biggest misconception women have about men is that men have a certain uh, type that they're always looking for. Men many times might have an idea in their head, but don't worry about it. Um, The more fun he has around you, the the more he enjoys your company, everything else, you will become more beautiful in his eyes. Fun is really key, you know, making your dating experiences fun, but making, you know, making your experiences fun with him. And it, that, by the way, that doesn't mean that that's all dependent on you. It's the two of you collaborating together. But the more you enjoy each other's company, the, that is a great basis for chemistry. Chemistry can happen. Uh, men say, I love men, but they do. They say a lot of things about their ideal woman. I, I have been the woman. I'm not, I wasn't my husband's ideal woman, but I am the woman that he will never be able to stop thinking about. So disregard that body type, all that other stuff. Don't worry about it. It's um, as you become what I like to become and call an adored woman. And it doesn't matter what shape, size, you know, level of education, how much money you weigh. That does not matter as long as you own you who you are and your experience and realize that that is more than enough to attract almost any man you want. Mhm. 
Uh, people don't believe that, but it's really true. And I think women really also is. have their type, and they're always surprised by the surprise package that their their partner comes in because that list had very little to do with it. And um, I, you know, this is also something I see a lot in my Facebook group where people will say, "Oh, you know, I see these." profiles of men who are looking for much younger women and why are they this and why are they looking for slimmer women i'm not slim so i'm not going to contact him and i say to them you know you have you have confidence in yourself as a person and you think that you feel a connection to him write to him my last boyfriend was somebody who was looking for someone much younger who lived much closer and i contacted Mm -hmm. him because he seemed great and he didn't even comment mm-hmm. on my age, anything. I mean, it was we had an instant connection of the minds and developed a relationship from there and made it work. So, Jen, uh, this has been great. By the way, I love if that story, can... Sandy. That's one of my favorites. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, thank you. I think we all have to take chances and believe in ourselves, believe in our value. And you have a very similar message to my woman of value. Your adored woman is so very similar. And if we believe in ourselves, everything's possible. And that's true of work and love and all of our relationships. So, Jen, you have a free gift for our audience. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I do. I have an online dating program that helps women put together an online dating profile that leads to love and romance offline. And you can go to Jen, J-E-N-N with two N's, Burton.com forward slash last first date. And I'm going to give you your audience uh, members, because I know you don't need this. I'm not quite sure why I just said that, Sandy, but <laughs> I'm going to give your, your, your audience the first two chapters to this program for free. And this, this even with these two um, exercises that you'll do, you can set up an, a dramatically different online dating profile, stand out from the thousands of women in your area, and really showcase your value in a way that men are very receptive to Awesome. Well, thank you for that offer, and thank you for sharing your wisdom and your journey with us today, and um, best of luck to you as you continue to serve the adored women that you are helping out there in the world. Thank you so much, Sandy. You're welcome. Thanks for listening today, everybody, and I hope that you all go on your last first date. <laughs>